Y'all ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen. to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to find out what sort of supervisor science would be. Ooh. Ooh. Good question. Ooh, it's piqued Cameron's interest. <laughs> I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Good editors' comments, Andy, and good reviewers' comments to you, Chris. Thank you. And Christopher T. Bag Gibson. Uh, Namaste, B.A. Namaste, Schmoopy. Hello. When are, you, when are you going to stop saying namaste? When I stop being self-actualized, <laughs> which will be never. Yeah. Well, good on you. Thank you. Good on you for being you. Um, all right. What kind of supervisor would science be? I know exactly. <laughs> uh, go on then, Gibbo. Start us off. I know the kind of supervisor science wouldn't be. Science would not be the kind of supervisor that says... G'day, how's it going? See you in three years <laughs> with results and papers. I think I think yeah. science would probably be a micromanager. Okay, okay. I think it would because I'm not sure it would entirely trust anyone else to to explore science. Would it have Saturday meetings? Ooh. Ooh. So you're basically Saturday saying would science time. be an asshole? A massive asshole. <sighs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it's going to, be, it's going to be a micromanager, but between normal working yeah, hours. It's going to respect boundaries. It understands the weaknesses and the limits of humans. Good, good. I think micromanager is correct, mm-hmm. but Saturday mornings is a definite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's, no, there's no nine to five when it comes to science as a supervisor. It's whatever is the perfect time to do science. So it could, he could be like... Calling people up at 3 a.m. and being like, now's the time. He could Get be. Get to the lab. Yeah, I mean, if you're an astronomer. That's very. That's a good point. Very true. You should be working at night time. Yeah, yeah. You can't do much astronomy during the day. No. Well, they probably do. Oh, can what, you? what do they do? I don't know. I don't know. Like microwaves yeah. get through and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. I don't know. Mm, fair enough. We probably should ask an expert. <laughs> probably <laughs> look at the sun. Yeah. Just look at, just stare at the sun. That's all <laughs> astronomers do. I'll try that tomorrow. Um, Andrew? I feel like science would be... um, I I tell you what, I reckon science would have gone through a transition. I reckon young science would have been like, when I I was in your position, I spent all week in the lab and I spent all the weekend in the lab and I expect the same thing of you and I reckon it's softened up in old age. Mm -hmm. I reckon now it goes, you know what? Take the afternoon off. Go spend it with your family because you're coming in on Saturday morning <laughs> for a meeting. <laughs> Which science would definitely have. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, go on then, Gibson. What sort of supervisor are you? Uh, I probably lean towards the micromanaging kind. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, I probably am. Like, we've, we can't, we've worked together a couple of times, but it's only ever been as collab. I've never, oh, seen, never, I've never I've, actually seen you interact with students. I've never been your supervisor. No. So, no. I, I think I am a bit of a micromanager. I just... The students I've supervised, I do remember seeing the look on their faces when I'd walk in the door. Mm. Be like, shit. Oh no, he's back again. again. I think the thing that Chris does, the few times I worked with him, not that he was ever my supervisor or mentor, (laughs) always colleague or lower. (laughs) (laughs) Colleague or lower. (laughs) Servant, dog's body, (laughs) man servant. Is that often we would have a discussion about who would do, you know, the next thing, the yeah. the analysis or the next experiment, 
And I would say something along the lines of, don't worry, Chris, I'll do it. Yeah. And he would say, yep, good idea, you'll do it. And then we meet each other the next day and he's been up all night doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Give up. It's not that I don't think other people can't do things properly. It's, it's just you- that I don't think they can do it well enough. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, I, I did do that, didn't I? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, in all honesty, it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Shmooster, yes. We, I think we talked about this with you a little bit about supervising. But mm-hmm. what, what, how, how are you really? Not do, you, not to, what do you want to be? Yes. How are you actually? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not a micromanager, but I do like to know what's going on. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I, I try to find the balance. I, yeah. I like the student to make the decision for what they want to do next. Yeah. Uh, but they're normally wrong. So then I have to try and find a nice way to massage them right. back into Ma- the correct stop way. Stop massaging <laughs> your students. That's the first problem. <laughs> but you're not, a, you're not a like, you know, all right, see you in a couple of months. No. You ca- you're catching up with them reasonably yeah. regularly. Yeah, weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Weekly. weekly. Fair enough. That's good. Weekly's fine. BA. Come on. Uh, actually, so I've supervised a couple of students. Let's and, hear it. Uh, listener and fan of the show, Yoni Ben David. Absolutely. Uh, will probably have better insight, so he can probably comment on something. He'll probably uh, say something on the forum, I imagine, yeah. after this. Yeah, he right. on it. And he on it. And I feel like initially, when I have that first meeting, I like to lay down the ground rules. Mm. Right? Which is. Are I've, you tough? Are you strong? Well, I think I'm just fair. Like, I, I, was like, I don't. I don't mind if you don't come in if you're doing work somewhere else. I don't mind. But, like, let's meet up every week. Let's go through what you've done. And we'll talk about, like, what you've done, where we're at, and where we're going. And then you've got a week. And you can do, if you want to cram it all into three days, mm-hmm. that's up to you. There's no worries. And But the biggest thing is that if something goes wrong in the lab, because this is something that no one ever said to me, is, like, if something goes wrong in the lab, you're not in trouble. Just come tell me and we can fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things. So if they come and be like, the thing's just broken. And I'm like, fine. Thanks for telling me now rather than five months later. Yeah. Um, that's important. So I feel like I'm fair, but I feel like I'm that annoying person who thinks they're fair and is overbearing with fairness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I being fair oh, by yeah. asking you to have <laughs> yeah. done this already? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't I? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Holy moly, it's time for... News of the week. Bloop. Was that a plop? It was a blop. Yeah. It was yeah. a blop. How good was that one? That was good. You weren't expecting a short one, were you? Cameron's face lit up with joy. It's <laughs> the face face of a man unimpressed by Super that impressed. by the noises that came out of your face. By my lovely noises. Um, Schmoopster, what have you been up to, mate? Well, regular science job mostly. Uh, but a few things <laughs> just push a few back. things of note. I mean, I don't want to say that these are the only things I've done this week. Yeah, because um, your supervisor may be listening. Push, yes. push him back to, the front. I, I am my own supervisor, Andy. Thank you very much. Oh, well, fellow. well, I've stand <laughs> corrected. Uh, How dare right. you not remember my station? Jesus. <laughs> so, but last yeah. episode, I mentioned, now Andy can't cut it out, that we appealed a rejection yes. to, a, <gasps> to a review. Yep. Uh, no, the editor said uh, bad luck. It's uh, rejected. Uh, uh, it stays rejected. They 
the first half of the email is clearly a generic one saying we get so many things. If it's rejected, it's rejected. Mm -hmm. But then in the end, the second half of the email, it looked like they did actually read our oh, that's good. Uh, response. There's a few spelling mistakes. Okay. <laughs> no, they we, we made a few points about, okay. and they did like say, yes, you're correct that this is true, but you're rejected. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, it's, it is nice that you pointed out this, but you're still rejected. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, well done for giving it a go. Yeah, so uh, I'm still none none from about five on. Oh uh, well, that's the way it goes sometimes. All the time. <laughs> now I don't know if I've I've come across this before. So I reviewed an article. Um, I said I submitted it today, mm. and this particular article it, it's from a, uh, an institution that you might have heard of before. All authors they're from the University of Cambridge. Oh, wow. I am reasonably familiar <laughs> with that locale. <laughs> well, where is it? The University of Cambridge in United Kingdom. Yeah, very good. Where and why would you know about it? Oh, I uh, I did a sojourn there for a few years, uh, uh, a three-year postdoc that was was rather successful. Ugh. I was attached to Girton College. Oh, look how slimy you've gone yeah. already. <laughs> Yuck. Lovely. So this there's 16 authors, all from the same university, on this paper. Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the journals where you write the author contributions Ooh, at the end. Interesting. interesting. 16 authors. 16 authors. I got told off for 11 once. Okay. Yeah, okay. So in yeah. the author contribution list, there's only six names uh, <laughs> in the list. <laughs> That's a problem. And some of these named people, all they did was... I don't know. I can't remember the words. Contributed ideas or something or, oh or edited God. the manuscripts. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, you can't let yeah. that fly. And then the final sentence said, all authors contributed to the work. Really? Uh, then they should be named. Cambridge. We don't have time for this. <laughs> all <laughs> authors contributed. Thank yeah, you. But little do they know who they're up against. <laughs> they don't know the might. They don't know who Shmo they're up against. Smoopy's not going to let this pass. So, well, so, I mean, question number one, did I just let this slide or did I do something about it? <laughs> that you're That's a good one. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll just wipe a tear from my <laughs> eyes. I stopped laughing. Oh, no, I predict no, you did not let that pass. All right, second question. I, so I didn't let it pass. <laughs> good. Yeah. All right, just to, to ease your tension there. <laughs> There are two comments you can comment boxes you can write in reviews. One yeah. is comments for the authors, yep. and the other is confidential comments to oh, the editor. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. So where is the appropriate place to put in what did these ten people do? So if you want to be a dickhead, yeah, you put it for everyone. Mm -hmm. If you want to be, if you want to make a point about it not being suitable for publication or the authors not being suitable to be on the paper yeah you put it to the editor because they can then throw some big punches mm -hmm. what happened chris i would probably send it to the editor okay. i think i think yeah. i would go for the editor first but that doesn't mean in the future if it, if it would depend what the editor did if i didn't feel like the editor was actually handling it to my satisfaction it may end up going to all the authors mm -hmm. but how would if it say it doesn't work this time how would i mean that's you mean for the next time or if the second round of reviews? Second round of reviews. Okay. Well, I don't I mean know if this one will reviews. be a second round of reviews. Oh, okay. So um, apart from this, the, the paper was actually okay, was uh, it? I think I said major revisions. 
I think you I mean you, you you should be able to request that you need to see it again. Mm. It's not an option for this journal. Ooh. Interesting. But well, anyway, then you mightn't have a choice but to send it to all authors if you really want to make a stand. I wrote to the editor. Okay. Okay. Very good. And I said, there are many authors on this paper. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are listed in the author contributions list. Does this align with the journal's policy? Oh, good, good one, good well, one. Well, that was good. You, You've a, given him an out, though. I, really? What's that out? Just by being like, yeah, it aligns with our policy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah. No, you can always you come back and but, say well, it doesn't. That's what you should have said. Should have been I like, don't want to look up the policy. Oh, mate, come on. You love rules. I know, I do, but, but I the, want them to tell me the, what the, the policy poli- is. No, the policy should be, that's obvious. If you've got 16 authors and you only write down six contributions, <laughs> then 10 are missing. Yep. yep. There's no need to look up a policy. That's, that's the, that, that, that can't be. Mm. So they need to go away and come up with 10 bullshit reasons why those <laughs> other authors are on no, the paper. Or, or they take 10 names off the paper. Yeah. Maybe that might have been a... Uh, would that be a little surreptitious plan, maybe, of some of the authors? Like Put people on there who they felt they had to, yeah. and then this is a little little sneaky way of getting some people off. Yeah. Who knows? Who yeah. Knows? Well, I, I mean, I have once deliberately left someone's name off the contribution list. Yeah. Uh, I sent it to them and said, is everything okay? They wrote back saying, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I submitted it. And Perfect. so it's currently published with a name missing from the author contribution list. And, and so no one picked up on that, obviously. No. No. I mean, not everyone's no as good a reviewer as I am. <laughs> actually, that is that is a degree of thoroughness that's probably rare for someone to actually read the author yeah. contribution. when you see 16 names... Yeah, no, I think it's a good thing that you did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well done. Well done, Shmita. This is something we've... T- uh, all right, news from me. So, uh, verbalize a dot science. Yes, you're saying the dot now. I like it. It, what do you think? I, I'm still. I read it. I read it today on, on LinkedIn, yeah. and I I read verbalize dot science, and I yeah. like. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I'm still verb sci, verb <laughs> science, <laughs> v <Pocket> science. <laughs> All right, I've got a computer right now. I'm just going to type verbalize dot science right into the old uh, the uh, old Google box. The old uh, Google box. <laughs> this is this is real life. This is happening as we speak. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, waiting, buffering, buffering. There it is. Oh. oh. I mean, not only is it the name, but it's the address, it's the web address. Holy yeah, toss! It makes sense. It makes sense. Verbalized you, science. So you've uh, done it. You've done it, mate. I've you've done, done it, it again. I've you've done, done, it done it again. again. I'm a genius. God, I'm a genius. How do you do it? Um, Verbalized dots. I, I don't know. I've been asking myself the same thing for <laughs> ages. Oh, this is getting tiring now. Come uh, on. So verbalized science. We got three videos out in one day, chaps. Bloody hell. One day. Bloody hell. For the early career researchers brain network. No, early career researchers brain researchers network. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Um, anyway, so we got two out with them. I've got a paper that is being accompanied by one of the videos. Bloody that hell. I produced. Absolutely. But here's the big news, chaps. Holy shit. I've got big news. You're not listening. I'm looking at <laughs> reading my website. I'm looking at verbalized science. <laughs> it's so it's good. So good. It's he so can't, good. He can't. Right. He wants to submit a video away. now. All right. Yeah. Big news. I'm, I'm, big I'm news, all over mate. this. Yeah. Big news. Grande news. Verbalized science has been selected. Holy shit. For an Oscar. Hybrid World, which is a big tech conference in Adelaide. Nice. Has been part of their two-day lab where I get mentoring and like business advice. Yeah. But 
I could win a share of $85,000, guys. Bloody hell. What? Wow. I know. How big a share? I don't know yet. <laughs> Maybe nothing. Maybe that's why they said a share of. Um, I, so I think there's a pitching competition and the top three get monetary prizes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's really good. So I found out about that this week. And as we were recording the podcast, I'm not allowed to tell anyone, like officially on Twitter or whatever. Okay. Mm, yeah. But yep, yep. the conference is in within uh, two, no, three weeks. So oh, yeah. it'll definitely be out when yep. this podcast comes out. Well so done, buddy. So what did you do to be selected? So I had to put in uh, my business uh, plan and where uh, what I've achieved and any awards I've won and you know all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and then any customers I've got and they want to see a viable business plan and potential for growth. Great. Is what they wanted so. So yeah. you're so you're not paying any registration fee for no, this conference. No, and t- tickets are four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Wow. For a ticket. Wow. So you basically won $450. I'm already wow. up. Wow, well done, man. I'm already up. Um, yeah, so look, I'm really excited about that, um, mainly because it gets verbalize.science a lot more visibility locally, which is really important for that initial customer growth. Yep. If I can get two or three institutes that are like, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to use this. This yep. is great. Two or three more. Two or three more. That's right. I'm already on a roll, chaps. You're doing Next it. Step millionaire. I'll remember yeah. you. You're, living, remember you're you. living life. Can I make a prediction? What? Can I make a prediction? Yeah. You're going to get a portion of that money. I'll tell you what, I've already got a secret. Actually, can I? So, I've He's already, already won it. I've already won it. <laughs> I've got a secret plan for the pitch competition. You so can't kill the other competitors. You've got a, oh, shit. Ooh. What? Right, gonna, I've, got a, I've got another you're plan. Gonna, you're going to blackmail the judges. Oh, shit. Jesus. Oh, all right. Well, I've, oh, fuck. I've got a third plan. <laughs> We're Swiss cheesing these plans here. Come on. Right. So, third plan yep. after those is. Um, I've got a great narrative that won me first place in a tech tech in SA pitching comp, mm-hmm. second place in Envies, yep. and there was one thing that was missing from both of those that will just take me to the next top. Yeah, it's hair. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just wear that hat. <laughs> I'm showbiz in it. Oh, Ooh, you're getting I've... a celebrity. No. <laughs> me. <laughs> the... <laughs> right? As I'm saying... Right. Showbizin'. I'm showbiz in it. Yeah. Right? You're going to oh, so sing? What? Do you have a PowerPoint presentation going I've on behind me? I've got a PowerPoint presentation going on behind me. Yeah. But part of my narrative is I got excited when I found out something new in science. I told people they got excited. I told my girlfriend. She got excited. I told my supervisor. I couldn't wait to tell the world. How did I tell the world? This paper. Right? And then I show a paper. Uh-huh. And I was like, that, it looks boring, right? It's just text. It's not exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is boring. Then I go... I might as well have done this. And I'm going to have my paper printed off on some flash paper mm-hmm. and I'm going to set it alight. And you know what flash paper is? Nitrocellulose stuff. It's, it's gonna, like magician's thing. It's going yeah, to go yeah, but really not, quickly. But not burn you. But not burn me. And it's going to be like magic. Mm. I'm going to change my prediction. <laughs> what is it? What's going to happen? Uh, you're going to cause a fire <laughs> yeah. and you're not going to get any money. Yeah. I mean, and definitely don't get that hair transplant before yeah, you do this fire yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah. How do you know about my hair transplant? You're wearing a hat, Andy. What else are you hiding? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> a hat that looks like you've got fake hair on it. Thank you. It's polyester. Okay. Well, well done, dude. Well done. Um, so, that's my news. So, I'm really excited. Anyway. Well done, mate. Well Thank done. You. Thank my, you. My prediction stands, you're getting some cash. Booyah! Show me the money, oh. Gibbo Goat. All right. I've got way too much news. And... A new segment. 
Look at the joy <laughs> Come on, no padding, move on. Here we go. Paper accepted. Thank you. Thank you. Schmoopy's on this one as well. Oh. The journal nanomaterials. This is in my special issue that I am special oh, editing. It doesn't count if you're special editor. Oh, it counts. It. it counts. I didn't do the actual editing, they got someone else. To Impact do it. factor? Three point five five three. Publisher? Uh MDPI? Yeah. Yep. You say good. that. Do you, do you actually remember? No. Because you have the exact same response every single oh, time. I only know widely. <laughs> oh, of course. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, great news. Um, that should hopefully what's, be online. What's it version. about? Uh, it is about measuring the density of states of the inner and outer wall of double wall carbon nanotubes. Oh, That's the title. What's it about? It's about science. <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, now, award stuff. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got, you won one. No, 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 no. I, I last last podcast, you guys talked a lot about branding, and I didn't really have much to contribute because I'm not really a brander. You're not a brander. Um, and you guys talked a lot about awards. Yeah. And I got an email about the Unsung Heroes Award. Good for this year. Yeah. Uh, and I started writing the old application. Good. Spent a day on it. Good. Then I decided to check the eligibility. Yeah, step one. A couple of problems. You've done it the wrong way around. Did it the wrong way around. Lost a day. Uh, Two reasons I can't um, I can't do it. The following are inel- are ineligible for this award, according to the website. Christopher Gibson. A well known or popular scientists. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. A I'm gone. Your fan base can't can't out. can't apply it straight yeah. away. I see it. I'm like I'm fucked. Yeah. Then <laughs> I look down. Is is there any more reasons? There is. Principal or chief investigators on category one national academic grants during the past ten years. I'm a That's CI you. on the linkage grant. Uh, Gibbo. Should have applied last year. Should have. Should have. Didn't. Gibbo. So um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, didn't didn't happen. But. I have been updating my um, my little Flinders webpage oh, thing, good. as, as Shmoopy okay. suggested. You got a photo up there? Not yet. Get ready for a new segment, which is a competition. And I call this competition Gibbo's Beautiful Face Competition. It's Gibbo's Beautiful Face Competition. <laughs> but good. Um, now, I am going to be submitting some photos of my beautiful face and... All you lovely Gibsonites out there and listeners of this amazing podcast will get to choose yes. which face goes on the webpage and I'm not happy with the photo uh, on my door. Oh, I'm going to request a new too. one. Yeah. Right. All right. How about this? You put up a few. Mm-hmm. Like We'll give you like two or three that you want to go on and Cameron and I will design and they like a photo as well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they also go into the running. And if they get selected, you have oh, to run with geez. it. Are we taking a photo of him? Yeah. Okay, we're not just drawing a picture of him. No, because I would just draw a big no, it's, like. This is branding. Yeah. I have to make myself look good. So you, can you shave before next podcast, please? Yeah, and can you bring a dress? <laughs> no, no. I've got plenty. Oh, Lawrence, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's going to fit in Lawrence's dresses? Yeah, I'll, find be, one of the, I'll find one I don't like. They're going to be suspiciously large and they'll be enough to fit Cameron. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see about all this. Yeah, all right, cool. Brilliant. Cool. That That's brilliant, the competition. Right. People get ready to see some beautiful faces of beautiful Gibbo. Are right. you... What are you going to do? Are you going to take photos of yourself now or are you just going to go find like buff gibbo face 
No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I am going to shave, yeah. and then the next Science podcast I'm going to get you guys to take photos of me in yep. various poses. Okay. Let's give an update. Paul G from the the forum has uh, done up a graph. A graph. A graph. Graph. A graph, a graph. Showing um, the small fluctuations in weight I've been experiencing for the last yeah. couple of months. Is there an opener for this segment? Oh, Gibbo, he's so skinny and hot. Yeah, that's the one. I remember that. So look, there's been some there's there's been some fluctuations. I'm not going to go through every date again because we've got a graph now. Thanks yeah, to Paul G. Go on the forum, AndyMate.net. AndyMate.net. And get get thank you, Paul. Uh, again. So look, last podcast, twelfth of the sixth, twenty eighteen, I was hundred and thirteen point five. It actually yeah, gone no, up it had gone from, up. from the 29th of the fifth. Big drop of one and a half kilos this week. Nineteenth of the sixth, twenty eighteen. I'm down to one twelve. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what has changed? What has changed? What has changed? Okay. Well, you're wearing very Gibbo, small shorts. If you, if you, I am wearing smaller shorts. Can we just bring it just a little bit serious, if you wouldn't mind? Still. We did have, uh, after the podcast recording last time, we did have a like, little bit of a heart-to-heart, didn't we? Because we had to take, I felt like we had to Don't take Don't tell you, anyone about... Oh, oh yeah. no, the other thing that we did. And I didn't cry. No, no, no. definitely didn't cry. But... I felt like I had to take you back to the motivation for why you were losing weight. I felt like you'd lost momentum and focus. I had. I had. And you reminded me that... um, You're going to die early. I I have a family to live for and that Andy would like to see me around a bit longer. I did say that. Yeah. Did you? I don't know, maybe. Good enough. That's what you heard. And you said that Schmoopy in particular would be heartbroken. Schmoopy would. Look at him. He's already would, he's welling up now. Be, yeah, he would be. He's I, I mean, or he's just got watery it's eyes. It's good that you lost weight this week, but I would have liked to have seen more. <laughs> Andy, uh, can you, as a supervisor, how yeah. would you be so fair with Chris right now? I would be so fair. Uh, yeah. But what would you actually say I'd in your like fair this, way? Like, oh, that is a great effort, Christopher Gibson. Thanks. But look, in fairness, don't you think it could just have been a little bit higher of weight lost? How much effort did you really put in, to be fair? Well, look, now that you've said that, I feel a bit depressed and I'm going to go home and depressed eat. To be fair, I understand. <laughs> Here's some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. No, no, I, I did get... Uh, so thanks to everyone for, for helping me there. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, BA, and thank you, Shmoopy, for your support. Um, so what did I do, listeners? What did you do? So, now we all know that every day we have the standard 11 meals. <laughs> <laughs> I cut one of those out. Okay? We all know them. Breakfast, second breakfast, morning tea, lemonsies, brunch, lunch, second lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, second dinner, and of course supper. So can't oh, forget supper. I cut out lemonsies. Good. All right? Good on you. Ooh. And I started exercising. Ooh. Would you like That's to good. hear my new exercise regime? Yes, please. If it's got crunches, I'm all ears. Crunches? Oh, no, no, no. This involves walking. Um, so, you guys are familiar with the old Flinders Uni? You're familiar with the lake? I am familiar with the lake. There's yes. a bit of a loop around the lake, kind of a walk you yeah. can do around the lake. There's a, there's a steep bit on one side. There's a, a descent on the other. It's about 500 yeah. meters long. Takes me about ten minute, nine or ten minutes to walk it. I've timed myself. Longer nice. than 500 meters then. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, I try and walk fast, but... But but I, I need to get probably a bit quicker. He's probably quicker on the downwards bit. I just roll down. You can pick um, up a bit of momentum. So what I do is what I'm doing now is I'm doing a, at minimum a thirty or forty minute walk around there. So about nice. three or four laps. Good. And 
Every time I walk down to the AFM room, I have to do a lap. Whoa. Nice. You yeah. go down there a few times a day. I do. And if the student or wow. the students down there are particularly rubbish, I'm down there all the time. But you turn up and you're really sweaty. Well, no, I'll talk to them first and oh, then I'll go for the then, walk. Okay, yeah. that's a good way. So right. you remember where the, yeah. where the room is. It's like right beside the park. Yeah. So I can just talk to them, do my lap, go back up to the office. I love it. That's nice. Then they, uh, you know, get me again to come down. Same thing, you know. I love it. That is a great way so of increasing. As a result of that, I think I think yesterday and today I ended up doing six laps during the yeah. day. So uh, well, no wonder no, you've more lost than a that. kilo in a bloody half. Like seven or eight laps, I think. And that's that's uh, so as Lauren had has said, Lauren uh, Shearer, uh, who has said on the podcast, sitting is the new smoking. This is definitely a way of reducing my sitting time. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's one of the big well, things. Well, well done. I like Thank that. Thank you very much. What is it? It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Yeah. That nice. Gets better every really time. It really does. It really every does. Every time. I always think, like, we can't get better. And then the next time, and it just it gets better. Just happens. It gets better. Topic of the day is examining assessments. For example, thesis, exams, labs. Is it harder to fail than it used to be? And are some forms of assessment impossible to fail? Oof. Now, Gibbo. Bold questions. You. Bold questions. We've touched on this topic a little bit. Mm. About the state of education in universities. And it always comes down to one thing, which is your frustration with minimum marks or the feeling that people, you can't fail people. Is that fair? I think I, so so what I've written down is, you know, I've never worked anywhere where, you know, there's a policy of you can't fail anyone. Yeah, and I have to admit, you know, everywhere I've worked, people do fail, so mm. it's not impossible to fail. But I do feel that over time there is what I would call an upward pressure to increase students' marks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? An almost unspoken upward pressure. So where do you think that pressure is coming from? Why? Why do you feel like? I think I think it comes from a comment that that Schmoopy actually had. In response to this Ooh. this topic, and I don't know if you remember, but I, I, I actually wrote it down. Uh, Smoopy's question was, are universities aiming to achieve academic excellence or financial income? Mm. So where's the pressure coming from? Could be, I, I'm throwing it out there, the mighty dollar. The dosh. Dosh, moolah, doe, blow, horse, snow. That, that's once drugs. again, right into yeah. drugs. That's drugs. So how is giving a student a higher mark than they perhaps deserve? Getting more money. Well, funny you should say that. I've got some notes. Okay. Gibson. So some of one of my theories, and I've got no evidence to back this up. <laughs> Good. That's no evidence to back like this to up. Good on you for telling us. I have to qualify this yeah. with that statement. Good. But I have a suspicion that students who fail tend to not finish their degrees. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. yeah yeah so i mean they fail i mean you always get chances to do subjects again but i think yep. if you're a student failing a lot you're more likely to say uh-uh i'm done uh, yeah so uh, students get the option i think to re-sit a subject they do three times 
Really? In, okay. In undergraduate courses. Yeah. You mean three times that they pay for, not pay once, try three times and you're out? Correct. Okay. So if you fail, say, second year math, yep. you 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 can try for second year math again yep. two more times. Yeah. I think that's right. And then they, yep. they won't let you try a fourth time. Mm, okay. So my feeling is it's called retention rates. Okay. So retention rates, you want to keep retention rates uh, as high as possible. Mm-hmm. So you want people to stick around. And my feeling is that people who fail a lot are probably going to be more likely to leave. So therefore, there is a pressure in that regard to keep people around, I think. Which means then they're spending money on more courses. They're going to stick around. They're going to keep doing more. You know, they're, going yep. to, they're going to progress onto the next uh, subject, the next yep. year. And so there's more and more money accumulating and the university gets that money. Um, the other thing is that I think the, where the upward pressure comes from is how lectures are assessed. So we have things called SETs. What's that? Student evaluation of teaching. One thing is that when you're going for promotion and things like that, you you know having SETs is really important. Mm. So that's where the students evaluate your teaching. Mm. Now, and I wish I had SETs for my application for lecturing positions because they're, ah. they're always asking for quantification that I'm good at teaching. Yeah, right. And that's through this student evaluation. Do you want mine? You can just have mine. Do you have some? Yeah, because oh. I, I lectured into a number of courses. Anyway, so I did feel a pressure. Like, it's great to be liked as a teacher. Does it mean... I? That just means I put more effort into trying to teach well rather than inflating marks. Of but course. But you're going to argue different. So my argument would be... How are you, you know, what ways can you can you get improved sets, or what ways can you get bad sets? Mm. If you pose very very challenging assessment, yeah. and what's the easiest way to get a good set? What is the easiest way is to make the subject very easy. Yeah. Okay. If you make the easier you make it, the better people will do, and the better the sets are that you'll get. What about PhD students and their assessment? Is there a pressure for them to pass? Yeah. So when a student gets through. The university gets money. Yep. It's not very much though, is it? You mean for a PhD student? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, the department gets money from the university. It is significant enough that Flinders is now putting in a policy where they're going to make sure the students finish on time. Yeah. Um, because if they go too long, then some of that money dries up. So it must mm. be reasonably significant. So mm. the well, the student completion is part of the this block these block grants. Block oh, grants. That's yeah. right. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So the 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 university gets a lot of money mm. for for PhD completions. Yeah. And they do filter some of that to each at least in the case of Flinders Uni. Mm. They were filtering some of that money back to the school. Right. But not all of it. And we've talked about this before, but I think, you know, definitely once a student gets past a certain point in their in their, you know, their PhD candidature it becomes quite embarrassing for the supervisor if they fail. Hmm. So there is a pressure once they get past a certain point for them to get through. Hmm. So is it impossible to fail a PhD? No, it's not impossible. And we've all got a story or two about someone we know that's failed. Mm -hmm. But it is incredibly rare. Yeah. Given the number of projects we know about and given the quality of some of the students who have gone through, we know that some should probably never have gone through. And finished. Mm. So, in terms of so, like the like, absolutely the common thread here is all of these things can almost directly be linked to money, into 
to, those to some things. degree, yeah, yeah. So when I was going through, this is going to be saying like one of those grandpa moments. When I was going through, like when I was going through in the UK, and I'm not sure what it's like now, but it wasn't very modular, which means if you fail a certain number of courses for the year, you actually have to repeat the entire year. And in my first year of university, there was a lady there who was on a third attempt at first year chemistry. Mm-hmm. She didn't make it, mm. and she was out. And I think it was. I don't know if it was an actual rule, but it's three strikes and you're out kind of thing. Yeah. But to be honest, if you if you failed the second time, yes. you've really got to back yourself to go to sign up again. Do well, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes there's reasons why people fail. Yeah. If they get sick and they can't go to lectures or if something happens in their, yeah. their life or their family. It's not always academic. Uh, like Yeah, reasons. Either, like- yeah, academic is in not quite following the subjects well yeah. enough or just putting in the effort as mm. well mm. Mm. that's true but yeah i mean as you say yeah so yeah so i I don't know what her situation was it was a long time ago and i've had a lot of drinks uh mm-hmm. since then but my understanding of the situation was that she just didn't do very well and yep. she just she just carried on um trying to get past first year chemistry um so in that like when i saw this person i was like oh shit it is possible to fail and that kind of made me think that university was a genuinely scary thing. And so then when I completed, I was very pleased with myself. Then when I was in a position where I was teaching students, I remember going to one of the supervisors of the course, uh, one of the course coordinators, and saying, I don't think this person should pass. And it was only demonstrating. It was just the lab, right? Yeah. Just that was all I was responsible for early on. And I remember their words being, it's okay, like, just pass them like give them enough to get them through because they'll never enter a lab after this anyway mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like so it was like oh so that's the other, that's another reason is is to avoid you know hassle yeah and also you know let's face it for honors and masters if you only get a pass mm. you're probably not going to be pursuing an, a, a scientific career mm. so it's a bit like well if we just pass them you know there's no hassle they're not going to appeal and they're never going to be doing science again anyway what can they do yeah. So it's a harmless sort of thing. It's seen as harmless. Mm. And I feel like, so labs are, are part of a course. So you can, I don't, you can fail a lab, but generally people adjust metrics. So you always get a second chance. You yeah, get second and third chances. I remember like there would be some time at the end for people to do catch up labs. So if they failed a certain lab, like, so is it possible to fail a lab? You kind of have to try it to fail labs for example so so it is possible and and the students that i know that have failed the lab component of a subject typically what happens is they just haven't turned up to really almost mm. any of them so actively not they've trying. really really gone out of their way yeah. and there's just no way they can pass them yeah. all in time and, and they have failed yeah, i mean that does people happen will bend over backwards i'm not sure saying failing is impossible it is yeah. absolutely possible but there, i just feel these days there is a pressure a pressure to ha- perhaps pass people who sometimes shouldn't. Mm. I mean, when I went through in my undergrad degree, I failed a subject. <gasps> what? Yeah, I did. I failed a What's subject. What's a fail, though? What's a fail? Less than 50%? Yeah, I got 45% in, in organic. Chemistry. I must have got less than... Because if you get between 45 and 50, you get like a pass conceded. And, oh, they, and okay, they let like, you do a... Oh, you're a, a bit shit at this. They let you do on. a makeup exam or something like that. No, I failed this subject. Wow. Do, you know, do you want to know why I failed? Because you just hated it. It did no work. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't go to the lectures. Yeah. I did one assignment which was worth 30% and I got I got 15 out of 30, so I only just passed. Yeah. I didn't study for the exam much at all. Yeah. And uh, I failed and I deserved to fail. Mm. And I didn't appeal it. I didn't complain. Because you were like, fair cop. Fair cop. And then I overloaded so I could finish. Yeah. You know, that was my own fault. No one else to blame. Yeah. Um, and the lecturer, you know, marked me accordingly. Mm. So, uh, Actually, probably did you good to fail. It wasn't a bad thing. It made me realize, you know, you can't just coast through. You know, you've actually yeah. got to pull your finger out and have a go. But at least you had another year to make up for that. So you got your... your Tap on the, tap on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> slap on the bum. Because slap on the bum. Slap on the. Uh, I think it's a wrist, but I think you're absolutely <laughs> obsessed with bums. But I, I did have to overload, so I did yeah. have to overload a bit. But that's that's not possible for a PhD. Like no, 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 mm. no. Well, you've only got one document to submit, really, yes. at the end of it, and it's it's pass or fail. Yeah. Um, so and maybe it, that's why it's harder because it, it can't be made up. Yes. It's harder than yes. to fail those things which are the final assessments. Mm. And I definitely feel like once people have done that two or three years, it's like, oh God, we just, you know. Hang on. So now we're talking about PhD theses where so much work's been put into it. They've reached the point of no return. So the supervisor and the school potentially will do everything they can do in their power to get them through. And, and this is absolutely true, I think. Really, really good students get harder examiners than the poorer students. Mm. Because if the poorer students get a really, really hard examiner, they won't pass them. Mm. All of us here, I don't think I, any of us have had a challenging time personally when we've had to be in our academic best. Yeah. No, no, I've, that's true. I've been lucky in that sense. I've never had... So yeah. like my parents, when I went to university, they were like, we will pay for everything. Like, you don't have to worry about money while you're at university. Your student loan is for you to enjoy yourself mm-hmm. and live and buy, but we'll pay for it. your education, we'll pay for your um, housing. So I had, and I had, like, everyone was well. I didn't have ill illnesses. I, I didn't have sort of mental health issues, which I know is, an, is sort of like a big thing, which stops people from, from completing. Um, so it feels like university, if universities are genuinely going to accept more people because they want more money, maybe it's less about the standards slipping, but more about adapting to the cohort that's coming in. So universities to be quite prestigious and it, they, you know, they have very small intakes mm-hmm. and it was very selective. But now if they are grabbing for money, they're going to have to accept that a good portion of their students will go through some financial difficulty or some mental health issues or whatever. So, therefore, their courses need to reflect the median of people being able to come in. What do you think about that? And be more adaptable, not just have be the lecturers on this day, which, which they are. Doing yeah, that. yeah. I, th- I think there is some, there is some pretty good flexibility now. So the notes are always accessible through different websites or online learning systems. Yeah. All the lectures are recorded. Um, so if you even if you can't make the lectures, you can. And the, the recordings aren't too bad usually. Mm-hmm. There, there are, you know, if you because it's true actually, a lot of students do work, so they can't make the lectures. And the labs are pretty flexible with times as well these days. Mm. So I think universities are trying, but absolutely, there's going to be situations beyond people's control where they're not going to do well. Mm. Uh, and that's fine, and universities need to, to make allowances for that. So do you think that limiting... So if that is the case, if that's why 
the perception is universities getting easier, should universities be more selective and should we resort back to where we were having no entrance exams or I don't know, some sort of minimum standard before mm. we accept people on courses that will ensure rigorous sort of like intake, which means that the courses can truly reflect what uh, we want from people leaving university and not just adapting to the cohort coming in. Is that damaging or not? Well, that's an interesting question. So I think that that's probably would, would make the best people do whatever subjects you want and maybe it would make teaching easier if you're only teaching to people who really want to be there and yeah. who have a really good aptitude at least for taking tests mm-hmm. or whatever the tests beforehand can show. Yeah. Uh, but what I, I, what I like about it being open to everyone with the lower um, obstacles for entrance is that it just makes it available to anyone. So people who haven't got the best scores before mm-hmm. may just be interested in in science and chemistry, which mm. is what we work in. And then these people have turned out to be the best researchers later on mm. because yeah. they're the ones who have the interest and they will actually do be the ones to spend the time to, to learn this one field uh, slowly over a long time, which is what it takes in actual research, not the idea of quickly learning these three facts of information about to 10 pass. different things yeah. to pass an exam. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely true. Uh, uh, conventional subjects do to some degree just test short-term memory. Mm. If you've got a good memory, you'll get through. But there's definitely situations where you'll get students who don't perform particularly well in the undergrad. Mm. They, they just get into honours or whatever and then you discover that they're actually, you know, in terms of research, really talented. Mm. That does happen. That's absolutely true. So I guess to... to round it all up then i was when i was looking at like um i actually typed in are university degrees getting easier Mm -hmm. like what is it about university like and i couldn't find anything it was all about like the easiest degrees to do but (laughs) it wasn't like over time have more people passed or is is there a perception of being easier but what i did find which i thought was pretty interesting was that the fact that university degrees are no longer sufficient to just get you a job yeah right so not only the intake we're saying well yeah sure so the universities are adapting to a larger cohort which means that they have to be flexible they have to do all these things which maybe to someone like us uh, like us three that have been through ages ago maybe that seems like it's easier Mm. but also now when people are coming out the other side the degree isn't a ticket to a job like it used to be so what people are doing is selecting in terms of like extracurricular activities or things like real skills that they can show to an employer. So in the past, you could just point to your degree, be like, look, I've got one because it's really hard to get one. Excellent. And I'm only 1% of whatever that's got one of those. But now everyone's got a degree. It loses some of its value. So it's lost its value. But in a way, that's not a bad thing or a good thing because now it's forcing people to select based on other qualities, which I think are probably more important to a job like, you know, head of sporting things or like showing yeah. that they're a well-rounded person, whatever. So I thought it was interesting that that is also now, you know, the whole thing's just shifted. So well, sure, I mean, even if it is easier or perceived to be easier, that's fine. But I think the world knows that. And so it's kind of adapting to the new. Hasn't, hasn't it shifted so that an undergrad isn't enough, but now you need a postgrad? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know well, I mean? that, that was just, the, the benchmarks yeah. just shifted now from like at, at one time, you know, finishing high school was enough. Yeah. Then and doing a degree. Got a bloody PhD. And then doing a PhD. We talked yeah. about this. This is yeah. one of the first things we talked about was why people do science, yeah. and there was definitely one of the things we said was spinning, spinning the wheels, wasn't it? It's like, well, I don't know what else to do. Mm. I'll just, I'll just keep on this, yeah. and maybe hopefully find out what I want to do in yeah, the meantime. You don't just need a. I mean. Getting a PhD is not enough. You got to nope. do other <laughs> things. You got to win That's awards. Right. You got to yeah. travel overseas. You got to do the, That's true. the extras. Yeah. 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 So, look, is it getting easier? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> Our next section is not science. This. <gasps> it's not. It's not. But I prepared for it. Well, we tough. Always do science. Move it. We always do it. I'm gonna have to wing it. You're gonna have to wing it. I'm afraid because our next section is. You are on an island. What five science items do you choose to survive? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Sorry, everyone in Peapop land that is now dry reaching. A nuclear bomb. I'm bringing a nuclear bomb. I've not asked you yet. All right, sorry. Anyway, we know what one of yours is. (laughs) Um, So, we're going to... This is uh, inspired by Schmoopster. Schmoopster, it was a great party game. Well, it is a party game. I, I heard it actually on another podcast. Oh, we're stealing stuff. Where Ooh. they, to introduce each other, yeah, or to introduce themselves to each other, they said their best five bits of media, because Ooh, it was like a okay. it was like a book and movie podcast. So they yeah. said like favorite book, favorite movie, favorite game, favorite something else. Yeah. So anyway, okay. they got me on the idea of what's the science version of that. Yeah, yeah. Desert Very Island good. Five. Yeah. Thing. Very good. All right, Schmoops, sir. This is it. This is it. Take us to your desert island. So I was halfway through getting a little bit carried away with like the best scientific instruments. Yeah. And maybe you guys will go there as well and that's fine. Yeah. But I decided to limit myself to five items in my lab. Ooh. <laughs> so I was looking around All the right. lab, nice. and if I was in a, on a deserted island, which five things would I want to have with me? So like in order to survive, bursted into your your lab. Like, <laughs> yeah. We've got to take you now. Take five things quickly. <laughs> and you're just grabbing at things. Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Love it. So I think that uh, to survive on a desert island, you need the following: mm-hmm. you need water, mm-hmm. you need shelter, yeah, you need food, yeah, you need. Uh, you need something to keep you in a good mental state mm-hmm. and you need uh, some ability to escape because you're never going to survive forever on an island. So if you see a, a oh, ship in the distance, you be- could like get to them. I, yeah. I assumed that we were stuck on this thing forever. Well, and that's we, fine. And so the things we had to choose had to sustain us <laughs> forever. Oh, I look forward to hearing well, you, yours. You, yeah, you can follow that. That's fine. All right, that's going to be my rules. So, I'm going to tell you the things I'm going to take and then I'm going to tell you how I'm going to achieve those the water, shelter, food, okay. entertainment and escape. Good. So, I'm taking aluminium foil, a lab coat, a box of rubber bands, oh. <laughs> tweezers, yeah. and a pile of cardboard boxes. All the, Because every lab has a lot of cardboard you are boxes. Fucking, you are dead in the first day, <laughs> man. You are not going to last... An hour. Yeah, that is particularly bad. <laughs> like, it's not a very well equipped lab. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I actually I admire the fact that you limited yourself yeah, to you to the harder. your four walls and roof in your lab. That's impressive. All right, so water. Water. 
I'm going to make a solar distillation apparatus nice. to desalinate the water. Good. So I'm making a trough of aluminium to yep. reflect the light, putting mm-hmm. water in that. And above that, I'm going to hang the lab coat. So water gets hot in the aluminium right. foil. It evaporates, gets stuck in the lab coat, yep. and then I can suck it out. <laughs> I'm not convinced that's going to work. It works. What's that? Do you wear the lab coat for warmth? No, no, I suck moisture out of it. Can you imagine that thing after a couple of months of sucking? That's my sucking lab coat. I'm so cold, but I'm not dehydrated. Don't fucking touch my suck coat. Leave it. I'm not talking to anyone. That's your entertainment. You're talking to yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, I limited myself so it's in my lab here. Did. That's impressive. All, all right, right. All now, right. I reckon I, maybe I've got about two or three lab coats. <laughs> <laughs> so lab coat reappears. So you've bought them in bulk. You've yeah. got them in bulk. You've got a box of them. I, yeah? Yeah, I've got, I've got all the lab coats that we have ready for guests. Yeah, to okay. Come well, the gross ones we like. <laughs> we've got to give each other... All lab coats neck, are gross, neck, Andy. Neck, we, neck we've got to give each other a bit of leeway here, so I'm willing to let him have a couple of lab coats You can tell easy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything... Yeah, well, you know, we, can, we, can, we can bend the rules a bit here, surely. <laughs> so, shelter. Yeah. Not the lab coat, you're sucking that one. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got another Rubber one. Rubber bands. <laughs> my, my other lab coat. Yeah. I'm putting that up. <laughs> oh, you just thought of that. <laughs> so my shelter, I'm going to make some kind of teepee out of lab, out of lab coat. You're going to fashion very, a teepee out of They're not very waterproof. Oh, it's not going to rain that much. Okay, fine. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, yours is a tropical island. Yes. With yeah. monsoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get off the island before it before rainy season. Have you got a satellite phone? No, sorry. No, you don't, do you? <laughs> No, uh, I don't. I didn't bring it. There's no satellite phone. All right. So for food, I'm going to go hunting. Oh, of Lord. course you are. With rubber bands. Yes. I'm going to use, <laughs> I'm going to fashion a bow and arrow out of a stick, some rubber bands, and tweezers. <laughs> You're hunting mice, insects. Um, well,. You know, in the book Robinson Crusoe, yeah. he finds goats on his island. So I, I was imagining goats. Right. You think a pair of tweezers is. Would take you're going to be able to goat. kill a goat with a pair of tweezers? I think uh, if you get pierced in the correct spot by a pair of tweezers, you've surely got, you're going you've down. You've got a better chance of tackling it and beating it to death like an ape <laughs> than <laughs> killing it with a pair of tweezers. All right. That's plan C. <laughs> Plan B yeah. is I'll use my tweezers. Ooh. I mean, they're very good at picking up fine things, right? True, yeah. true. So I'm using my tweezers to collect grubs. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to touch them. Really grubs. small grubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes a grub will run into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, should have, you should have gone out and bought a bunch of survival stuff and put it inside your lab before you did this. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like I just imagine they find you and you'd be like, every hole is n- there's no grub in it. I guarantee are these tweezers like they're worn down to a nub and you're just like, I've got every grub in every hole on this Brilliant. island. Brilliant. Alright. Entertainment to uh to soothe my Hang mental on. health. Is this not entertaining enough? Going and picking grubs out no, of holes? I've got a what lot of I've got a lot of spare time because everything's yeah. going so well so because far. What you've essentially described is a like Robinson Crusoe version of the game Operation. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. So that's that's entertainment yeah. in itself. Yeah, 
It it is. I, I don't I don't even need to say what I've got written down yeah. because what Andy's just said is probably better uh, than building I forts need- with my cardboard boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the cardboard boxes for. <laughs> building a fort. Oh, Cameron, brilliant. you've been on this island for two years. How was it? Is that a fort? <laughs> <laughs> is that wet? No, that's just a, that's a yeah, massive wet cardboard. <laughs> that's how long the fort's going to last. The first it. rains. Actually, you could suck the cardboard <laughs> after it rains. Yeah, very good. A cup of water. Yeah, I'd be bloated. <laughs> cardboard cups. <laughs> uh, All right, good. now escape. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm going to create a boat out of cardboard. Ooh. Well, that's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem here now. I know you might be thinking boat absorb water. No, sorry. Cardboard. Box absorb water sink. Yes. Uh, I mean, I saw online that it's possible to make boats out of cardboard boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to... So the cardboard box, I'm making the skeleton out of cardboard. Mm. I'm lashing it all together with my rubber bands. <laughs> and then I'm completely covering it. With aluminium foil. How You've got a lot of foil. aluminium foil and a I've, lot of boxes. I've got a caterer's rack of <laughs> aluminium foil. I, yeah. I can show a photo of all of these things yeah, in I'm my sure, lab. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. And uh, boxes. We've got so many boxes. We uh, They always come in handy. You, can, yeah. you never have too many boxes in a lab. Mm. So that's the frame of my boat. Cup is a aluminium foil coated cardboard box. Um, it's reflective too, so it, it might be seen from a long way away. Yes. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, it's, yeah, water resistant, shiny, invisible. The sail uh, is a lab coat, of course. <laughs> uh, well sucked lab coat. And the the lab coat is pivoting uh, around a, a, a pivot point. The mast. The mast. Yeah. Uh, because it's uh, held on there with tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that's making it flexible, able to rotate in the wind. So my highly visible boat is taking me out. Mm-hmm. We'll head east. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll, uh, I'll either be saved or I'll end up um, somewhere. Dead. Yeah. In India, maybe. <laughs> Most likely dead. Yeah. Very. Is, is that it? That's. that's well, uh, well, you want more? Well, if it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So that's how I would survive a desert island using the items in my lab. Mm, that's Brilliant. how you die. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, but very good, Smoopy. Very, very good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm heartened to hear what you came up with because <laughs> I think I'll survive far better than you. BA, let's hear your rubbish. All right. So I kind of, I really like the structure you had, Schmoopster, which mm. was your five things that you have to do yep so could you i feel like i'm going to talk oh, you, about you're going to achieve those things as well yeah i feel like that's a really good way of saying why okay. i would take these things yeah, I'll I'll list thought, them i first. thought of the same yep. thing too you know i'll list them first and then um you i'll tell you how i'll use them to achieve okay. each of those things all right so uh i'm taking a microscope nice optical optical microscope all right yeah hmm. i'm taking <laughs> parafilm oh very handy yeah I'm taking distillation equipment with solar mirror. Uh-huh. Is one thing, is it? Hold on. Yep, Hold on there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you do that? What was it? Distillation equipment with what? With solar mirror. That counts as one. Uh. All right, distillation equipment. Well, hold on. Yeah, we, we, we gave some leeway to Schmoop, so we'll give some to All you. All right, good. Just remember this uh, leeway thing. I'm taking a very, very large 
bottle of lubricant. Oh, Lord, uh-huh. what are you going to do there? And uh, finally, I'm taking the world's strongest antibiotics. Oh, okay. okay. Remizol. Remizol. There you Remizol. go. All right, so hit me. All right, so water. Obviously, easy one, distillation equipment. I'm going to wee into the distillation equipment. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna no no not salt water no 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 we just we yep just we and I'm gonna go and collect all of the animals we on the island uh huh and they're gonna we into my <laughs> distillation equipment and that's how I'll get water thank okay. you okay thank you uh, so the distillation and what's making it uh, evaporate solar mirror oh uh, okay yeah. so you are including that now yeah after. Chris took that away from you. All oh, right. Oh, I'm no, just no. rubbing you, you, my thighs together. We'll, we'll allow this. We'll allow it. Yep. Yep. Right. Good. Uh, shelter. All right. Parafilm is bloody brilliant. Ooh, it right? is. And that is water resistant. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm getting like a triangle of trees like that are just growing. I'm chopping them off. Mm-hmm. And I'm stretching parafilm, one sheet of parafilm yeah. from corner to corner onto this triangle, <laughs> and I'm living under it. I see a flaw in this plan. What? It's going to tear. No, because I'll heat it up. <laughs> You'll heat it up? Yeah, I'll sit on it for a bit, and it will get super stretchy. Okay. Or you, you can have a series of long parafilm bits, yeah. and then kind of melt them so that they yeah, melt them together. Um, That's right. Fuse together. Don't help him yeah. with his rubbish no, idea. No, this is not going to work. I, for those, I, I want a shirt that just says parafilm on it. What I was thinking, I, I, I like parafilm that much. Can I make much. you one? <laughs> you, you, we, you missed one of your birth, your birthday this year. Yep. I did send you a happy birthday on Facebook. I think. Anyway, because I realised I I'm was a day you, out. I'm yeah. going to make you a bloody parafilm. <laughs> why not? Why not just not bother using a making a parafilm roof why? and just wrap yourself in parafilm? Oh, sweaty, mate. Well, mm. we have gotten the lube bit. I haven't told you about why I'm taking lube. That oh. will be the reason why I can't do that. Oh lord. Um, Food. I'm eating lube. <laughs> <laughs> eating parafilm. <laughs> uh, for those actually that don't know, because parafilm is such an important part of our labs, oh, yeah. but it's like cling wrap on steroids. Yes. It's amazing. Like if I could have some just in the kitchen, yeah. I just like I don't know why I don't. That's like the beeswax paper, I guess, is yeah. like parafilm. Yeah. But yeah. it's just made of wax, like candle wax yeah. in exactly. a, in paper. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's just super stretchy and clings to stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, uh, what was the next one? Shelter. Shelter. No, you just, no, did, just shelter. did shelter. Food. Food. All right. So, um, what I'm doing is I'm taking my microscope out. Yep. And I'm looking for animals. Grubs. <laughs> Tiny microscopic grubs. Oh, amoeba. Amoebas. <laughs> and uh, I'm collecting them, and I'm essentially like a an a land whale and the grubs are my plankton. Uh-huh. Is and that I'm what is that what you're using the microscope <laughs> for? And I'm going through <laughs> the the forest yeah. searching for these grubs <laughs> just sucking them up. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Oh, lovely. And that's it. Do you think I need the goats I need their wee? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to eat their wee? No, he needs no, the wee need for the, the water. Wee for the water. <laughs> um with your microscope, what about if could you somehow make those microplankton uh, grow, yeah. or or you you culture them like with your wee, like 
Yeah. Your wee distillate, I imagine, would be high in nitrogen. Yeah. Which would be quite good. For growing plankton. For, for growing plankton. Yeah, now we're talking. So I would become You're a You're going to grow whale. plankton and use an optical microscope to see it and yeah. then eat it. Yeah. You're on a desert island. There could be fruit and veg all around you. No, no. <laughs> Not at all. So one thing I thought of with your optical microscope, yeah. you'll have the little the little mirror on it because yep. it's uh it's not a a, a motorized one. Yep. Yep. So you could use the mirror to signal a plane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. My my main reason for choosing. Well, microscope... we haven't got to escape yet, Chris. Maybe Andy was going to say that. Oh, sorry. Were you going to escape? Was that part of your plan? Not really, but I could make something up. Um, the reason I took microscope as well is because imagine if I find a puddle of water, right? Uh-huh. I don't need to drink goat's piss. Yes. Right? But how do I know whether or not it's safe? Mm. So it, I, m- it might be full of goat's piss. It be full of goat's <laughs> piss. So I get it and I look with the microscope and I, was, I go, that's not safe. Yeah. And then I don't drink How it. will the microscope tell you that it's not safe? Because I'll see all the little like bugs and stuff in it. Oh, okay. Bacteria. Which you would otherwise be eating. But, yeah. Yeah, right. so <laughs> but so not you, drinking, not drinking. You're going to know the difference. Bet- you're going to know the difference between the good bugs and the bad, bad bugs. bugs. Yeah, and I'll be separate now, mate. I don't have any tweezers, but is I've got it steady possible hands. for things to be in water that can hurt you that are small enough that you can't see with an optical microscope? Is that possible? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a strange desert island. This yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. It's the best. How big is cholera? <laughs> Too, too, too small to see with an optical microscope, I'd say. <laughs> Entertainment slash mental health. All right. So, I said that there was lubricant. Yes. Oh, Lord. Right? So, for entertainment, <laughs> with the lubricant, and I said it was a big thing, a lubricant. Brace right? yourself, listeners. Brace yourself. How what? big? Like, like. Like a dunk tank. How many liters? A dunk tank. You, like you so talking? You could swim in this. Hundreds yeah. of liters. Yeah. This is a, a, blue, a, a small, a small so you, pool. Yeah, small pool dunk can you, tank. Can you eat this as well? Uh, you, I mean, probably. Huh? Give okay. it a go. It wouldn't be very nice. But, right, got this lubricant. Yep. Going to have to use it for entertainment. Uh-huh. Right? It's going to keep me sane. So what I'm going to do is put lubricant all over my body. I'm going to dunk myself or everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I knew this was going to happen. And then... I'm going to get a goat and I'm going to dunk the goat into the lubricant, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Right? And yep. then I'm going to send it off into the <laughs> forest. Uh-huh. And Lubric- I have to lubricated goat. Lubricated goat. Yeah. And I'm lubricated <laughs> and nude because that's the way the lubrication would stay on me. Yes. And i got to chase the goat mm. and grab it. Yeah. And, yep. And pull it back to the camp. Uh-huh. And eat it. Oh, That's eat it. it. Yeah. Not just it. dunk it back in the lubricant again. No, well, no, no one's to. No, you can't double dip a goat, mate. <laughs> Is that gross? That's gross. <laughs> He's been out for ages. He's going to get mud in the lube. Yeah. So that's going to be my reward. That's entertainment and food. Thank that's you. That's a horrible game. <laughs> horrible game. Yeah. Uh, escape. Escape, right. Have you mentioned all of your things? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Escape. Antibiotics I haven't mentioned. No, but yeah. I think <laughs> that's that's for the inevitable illnesses <laughs> that you uh, accrue because you don't know the difference between plankton and diseases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So escape <laughs> is uh I'm just I'm going to shout. Okay. Right? I'm going to make from the parafilm a voice amplifier. Yep. So 
I'm going to get the see how that's better because people like like that's better, right? Yeah, Andy has uh, cupped his hands over his mouth. They definitely be able to hear that on the podcast. I reckon it's got real loud. So <laughs> I'm going to create a big parafilm echo at the top of like the mountain. Yeah, and I'm going to run up there, and I'm going to go help, and it's going to go. Yeah, over the earth, over the entire like to a ship um, and then to show them that I'm friendly I'm going to show them the lube <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they look through their microscopes yeah and you got a binoculars I've got, <laughs> I've got a small plunge pool of lube right but I'm going to take a small sample on my hand and just wave it at them so oh, they can Lord. see the lube dripping over he's friendly he's got lube honestly you, you've never met a friendly person no, you've never met an angry person that's got lube on them. So I'm going to prove that I should, I'm valuable to rescue because because uh, they really like because I got lube. All there right. You go. Okay. So I mean, have you ever thought at any point in your life yeah. or said out loud the saying, "It's okay, he's got a handful of lube." Yeah. Look, there was this party in high school. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Okay. So it's happened. No, never. <laughs> Well, uh, I feel as usual I've overestimated you two and you've come in under par as usual. Thanks. That's a good thing. Uh, I feel pretty confident now that what I've got Isn't is it? gold. Francium. Under par is Uranium. A good thing. Yeah, under par in golf uh, is actually what you want to do. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Oh, yeah. Or well, you've triple bogeyed, motherfucker. <laughs> Gibbo. Yeah, here we go. So, uh, look... I uh, I have a minor disagreement with you guys on the stuff. So why didn't you bring it up while we were talking? Because yeah. I wanted to wait until now <laughs> to hit Perfect. you guys like a bombshell, like an explosion. And I think what you need to survive on a desert island is fire. Yeah, whatever. The only thing you need. Not the only thing, but it is a a, a massive advantage with fire. But can't we all just make fire? Nope. Sub question. Sub question. Sub question. Just because I'm interested, because you guys are brilliant and I respect your opinions yep. and your amazing brains. Thank you. Just so I can get the question in. Um, what do you think was the thing that allowed humans to dominate the planet? Was it language? Was it walking upright? Was Tools. it tool use? Tool use. It's fire for me. Once we mastered fire, Once we could the hunt, rest of yeah. the world was fucked. Mate, you're just all you're thinking about but, is the Jungle Book. No, no, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Mowgli means nothing to me. Good reference, Andy. Thank you. I think fire. Fire is the number one. Gives warmth when cold. Yep. yep. You can use it to scare away predators. Yep. You can cook food to release more nutrients and calories. Release more nutrients. Very, very important. I don't yep. think fire does that. It absolutely does. Cooking food allows more That's nutrients. It makes it more biologically available. Take that. Take that. It's, it's called science, Smoopy. It's called science. So there you go. Mm. So what am I taking? Not vegetables. We're in a tropical island. Yeah. yeah. You're just taking a thong. No. You're, you're going nude. What do I have in my lab, in my AFM lab? An AFM. I've got a magnifying glass. Yeah. I'm focusing the sun's rays yeah. onto kindling and I'm making fire whenever I want. Beautiful. And that fire I will keep, I'll keep that fire sort of, you know, secure 
as for as long as I can, and when it goes out again, I start it up again. Have you actually ever made fire with a micro? With a oh yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, I was I was pretty horrible with the old magnifying glass. Mm. I used to burn ants, yeah, small lizards, things like that. I was but pretty I always, bad. You are horrible. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. You said you had to say how you did the same thing. No, I really tried to, but the sun isn't very strong in the UK. Not so in the like UK. Overcast <laughs> all the time, and I used to think I thought I genuinely thought it was a myth. In Australia, it's like a laser beam. Really. Yeah. Yeah, really good magnifying glass um, is easily able to start fire. I've done it many times. Good. Remember that story how Chris was at his parents' house once and all of a sudden the kitchen was on fire? Oh, that was the uh, the dishwasher. No, that, <laughs> yeah, that had nothing to do with the... Dad, if you're listening, I did not start that fire with a magnifying glass. It started on its own, I swear to God. Now, um, what else am I going to bring? Uh, now, occasionally I might need something to help start the fire. So I'm going to bring a, 200, a 209-litre drum of ethanol. That's right. It's going to help with the fires. It's going to clean wounds when I inevitably get hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's going to provide some entertainment. <laughs> I reckon 90% of that will be for entertainment and 10% will be cleaning up with cuts on your fingers. Possibly, possibly. But it will help starting fires as well. Yeah. Things like that. Can you drink ethanol? 95, 100% ethanol? Very, very small quantities. Which I will, Which I will mix with water. Okay, there you go. Uh, a pack of 10,000 scalpels. Good. My scalpels I will use yep. uh, for weapons yep. to hunt and kill. I'll Just attach the- them to sticks to make spears. And I'll put like, can you imagine a, a, a long stick with like four tied around it? <laughs> and that's what I'm going to use to stab the goats yeah. and all those things that, you know, all that wee you're going to drink from those yep. animals. Yep. I won't be drinking their wee. No. I'll be drinking their blood. Well, I'll be we- killing them, <laughs> hacking them to death, cooking them up. Huh? Dancing around, being a savage, <laughs> while you're dead on plankton, <laughs> and you're sucking lab coat. <laughs> I'm living the life, living the life. They'll come pick you up and be like, "No thanks, I don't want saving. This is excellent. <laughs> I get to stab goats." So, uh, are you telling me that you're gonna have melee con- combat with goats? You're not attacking them from afar like I am with my bow and arrow. <laughs> I feel confident that your rubber band bow and arrow with tweezers will have the range of about one foot. I think you will need to be very close. I think I'll be much further away with my uh, my powerful, very sharp spear. Now, in fact, I've got those three things. I almost don't think I need anything else, but what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, mate? I'm throwing whatever, a couple of other in there as well. I mean, I'm going to bring a book to read. I'm already... <laughs> 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 uh yeah um, yeah so uh you know i've got two two left um the one thing i thought was shelter i'm gonna bring a greenhouse that's not a science thing it's a science item i went down to the greenhouse today at flinders university and there's science experiments going on in it yeah but it's like saying you're gonna take a building oh come on you're the guy with the 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 tube and the thing attached to it come on Solar. All right. So I've got my greenhouse. I'm living inside. A from a greenhouse. It's an item, and I'm living in the greenhouse. <laughs> I mean, this is brilliant. I mean, uh, it's also you know you've got evaporation in there and condensation, all that rubbish you guys talked about. Because you're sweaty, licking water off the roof and everything you're like that. Licking your own sweat. I've even got one more, and I'm not sure what to do. So the last, <laughs> the last one, I thought I'll have a solar-powered atomic force microscope. Do Hang you know? on. Do you want the which? So you want the microscope or the solar panel? Yeah. It needs to be solar. Actually, no, it does need to be solar powered so it can run. But the thing is, right, you can't have an atomic microscope, atomic force microscope. You have to have vibration isolation, right? Yeah. So I've got to have a massive table. 
massive uh, yeah, concrete table. Which, which one thing got, you got to have? No, it all comes together. It has no, to come it, together. It doesn't. Matter. And to have an atomic force microscope, I've got to have humidity and temperature control. So I've got to have a room. <laughs> And that room's got to have air conditioning. You've got your greenhouse. <laughs> and so basically, I have to have a building to go with my solar-powered atomic force microscope. Boom. I'm living the dream. There you go. I can see how you'd really like that. <laughs> Just being alone on an island, doing some microscope work. I've got my greenhouse shelter. That would actually be more like my granny flat. Yeah. My solar-powered atomic force microscope and building would be what I would actually live in. I've got my scalpels to do my hunting. Got magnifying glass to uh, to do my cooking and my firing. Cooking my firing. And I've got my ethanol for the good times. And how are you escaping? I'm not escaping. I mean, why would I <laughs> no, want to escape? No, why would he? Yeah, look at it. He's what about it. your uh, family? Oh, yeah. Okay. Look, I love my family, but they'll understand. <laughs> it's better It's better I stay on the island than they come over and join me. Oh, no, I'm, I could go back to them, couldn't I? Shit. So well, you're not trapped on an I island will, if you but could go I back will, to them. I will burn the building down and the greenhouse with my magnifying glass fire and that will signal a ship or a plane. I'm on the plane <laughs> of the ship and I'm home. I See, I can make a signal fire and you guys can't. What you, what's yours again? Big parafilm <laughs> cone. Well, scoffing me with cardboard bait. Have it in alfoil. <laughs> At least I'm escaping. You're just you're just bringing so much stuff that you can burn a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll burn the island down if I have to. <laughs> Chris, yours is the worst out of all. Oh, come yeah. on, people, people, let's let's get the votes in. Who's going to survive on this desert island? Me. B A Schmoopy or Bulk Phoenix. Not only is who's going to survive, who's going to have the best time? I'm chasing. I've Luke got 209 liters of ethanol. <laughs> no one's having more fun than me. I'm making a fort. <laughs> Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voicerom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Like our Facebook page, join in the forum. Animad.net. Animad.net. Buy our mugs. I know one is. And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that helps us a lot. Come on. You were just listening to a published Perishable podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor... Parafilm. Oh, what a great sponsor. Oh, oh lovely Parafilm. Oh. I love Parafilm. It's better than sucking moisture out of a lab coat. That could be their tagline. Why not? All right. Good. Final farewells. Goodbye from Gibbo. Goodbye. <laughs>